What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. It is February 21st, 2022, and this is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Hold it up here now. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Thank you guys for tuning in with us on this lovely Monday evening. Back Just to our regular to spitball blast you with all this boba. <laughs> <laughs> it's regular recording it's time. <laughs> if you guys are watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the uh, subscribe button, notification bell, like, smash that like button, all that good jazz. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, hit the review rating button, leave us a rating and or a review. We'll read it live on the show. I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, in person in the for flesh. the first time in two over two years. No, two, right, probably right around two years. Yeah, since the start of COVID. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's, I feel like, I, and we're using headsets, which we haven't done in a long time since. Yeah, but these are days. Yeah, I'm afraid it's just going to be mouth breathing into the mic the entire time. No, so see, I these are actually like really nice cardioid. Uh, I thought this was Turtle Beach. No, this is Microsoft XL. You remember the, those headsets were awesome. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us live. If you are watching, you'll see a, another lovely face on the broadcast, Mr. Eric Quintana of Mouse of the South and, so Tender, boys. and Tenderfoot Media. It's been a while since we've talked to you, man. It's uh, I watch your stories and I'm very intrigued on Instagram because on my on my on my meat uh meat stories M E A T. Yeah, M E A T. Yeah, lots of tomahawks. Just, I thought that was his only. Piece. Have you guys discovered the 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 art form of uh, sous vide? Oh mm. yeah, because I don't ever want to have a steak ever again any Boy. other way. You know what's really great is that that brand of uh, like chicken pro- products that's called Kevin's, and all the chicken sous vide, and it comes with like the packets and stuff to season it with whenever you reheat it, and it's always cooked really great. So all you got to do is just. Drain it, throw it in the pan. It's already cooked. And you know, yeah. it's funny. We made a Costco run yesterday and picked up some stu- so some Kevin good. stuff. Yeah. Lemongrass chicken. Yeah, that- lemongrass oh, is so good. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't. I've not done that yet. Thank you guys for everybody in the trap. We have our, our regulars: Elliot Beeb and Richard Gordon. What's happening, guys? Matt Wisniewski, um, Brittany S. We got Will Bowron just dunking on I've, Orlando I've, City, folks. I've got a bone to pick with Brittany S. She admitted last week that she's still not a subscriber and we're four away from 500 on YouTube. That's a little disheartening. Yeah, it is a little disheartening. We could be three away. And somebody, Brittany, just do it. Just hit the button. Hit the button. And the rest what do you of have you to listening, lose? hit the button. Hit, hit the, the button. fucking button. <laughs> uh, Steven Perales, Joe Johnstone, throwing a toot, toot in there. 
honking the the train horn. I know that Kendrick Brock won't be in here tonight because he's probably hiding his face from that round of golf that we played yesterday. So I think he's probably too ashamed to show his face around me for a little while. But oh yeah, okay. was it that bad? It's a bloodbath for him, but not for me. It's a bloodbath. It's a red wedding situation. <laughs> yeah. Get on the curling ice. It's a little different story. Oh, I bet. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Kendrick is a, a bit of a, a bit even, of a curling nut. He doesn't even curl it with the broom. He just uses that beard of his. Just yeah. <laughs> wraps it around a, a, a brush handle. <laughs> oh, uh, Elliot even asking where Dan is. I, we think he's in England. We don't know. It's like he we're going to do like a, his one phone call yet. So, yeah, <laughs> a collect call from exactly Birmingham State. Pen- I don't know if they have state penit- penitentiaries. Uh, oh, Brittany said she was joking. Oh, okay. Show you somebody's somebody else's account. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Yeah. People take your take your family's account. Log in, hit the subscribe. Start, button. start hijacking, hijacking start some messing accounts. with their algorithm. That's yeah, what I definitely mess with the algorithm. <laughs> it's so easy to tip the scales of the YouTube algorithm. It's just like watch two videos of like two just very so things, easy to tip and then the, the entire yeah tip the scales of justice. Same um, thing. It's all algorithm. Eric, it's been a long time. What have you been up to, man? I don't know. Been Work. Um, Globe trotting. No, not so much globe trotting, but uh, just uh, just work trying to um, make my mark in the podcast world, man. And uh, we've already done that. We we already said well, that. Trying, trying to continue us, to make my mark. Uh, I'll I'll put it that way. I don't think you're going to get there by bringing Payson on board, but that's just me. Hey, man, Payson <laughs> is a fantastic addition to the mouths of the South. I know he was our first choice. He didn't come on, so then we uh, asked you. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Look, full disclosure, man. It's going to get back to you one way or another. I just want the plug to be on my own hands. (laughs) Sometimes the hand that you want on the wheel is the one that grips your neck from the the grave. Or no, the hand that grips your neck from the grave is the one you want behind the wheel. Um, Oh, is it that Carrie Underwood song? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember that lyric from Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, boy. Oh, this is, yeah. This is going to be a lot. So he, um, are you allowed to talk about any of that stuff? Because I think it's very interesting. With Tenderfoot? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like the stuff that you guys are doing. Like what's going on with, with Up and Vanish? Is that what you guys are doing right now? Uh, we just finished uh, season three. Um, that was a case up in Montana. Um, the moose did it. Yeah. It was. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I, I, go listen to that one. Because um, it really, it's, it's a new perspective on kind of a, on uh just because it, it deals with the indigenous community and um you know the 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 Blackfeet reservation up there and some and like the issues that they face um aside from where you know, up in Montana uh, it's oh. the Blackfeet reservation up in Browning Montana gotcha um so it's just a it's just a kind of a a different perspective on 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 tr- on the true crime true crime thing and uh but no it's been fun uh, I'm working on a bunch of projects that keep me real busy. And, um, there's a radio rentals. Another one that I work on pretty regularly. And then, um, I'm trying to think of there's another one. I know dead and gone will be out soon. And then, uh, algorithm, algorithm, algorithm. Another one that was the first one. I, one of the first podcasts I kind of worked from start to finish, um, in like the post-production phase. So it's been fun. It's been cool. It's, it's, it's a look working for Tenderfoot has been a, uh, 
a, a dream that I didn't realize I I I, uh, I had because I my goal is always to work in radio. So I worked with 680 for about 10 years and um, it just never materialized into exactly what I wanted. And then when I started uh, uh, the Mouse of South podcast, it was it became a thing where I, I, I still wanted to do sports even then. Uh, but maybe like two or three years in, I started to realize I started to um, figure out that I had other other interests within the podcast uh, in the podcast world. And, um, I, I realized that the kind of the narrative podcast was kind of where I wanted to move things. And so now I'm working for Tenderfoot and I love every second of it. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's, it's legitimately the best job I've ever had for sure. Was, was radio rental through them? Yeah. yeah I yeah. saw somebody mention it in the track. Yeah. That's right. I was a big yeah. Fan of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, season two came out last year, right? Are you guys working on a third season? Uh, we are currently working on, I don't think we really call them seasons, but yeah, but for lack of a better term, it's season, I think it's season three. Three, yeah. It's like 3.5 yeah, because there was a couple of like one off episodes here and there, I think. But yeah, yeah. And, I think uh, go ahead. I was going to say, Will Baron brings up, um, He's asking if you if you, you he said you were doing something about a family member or something. It, it was from Uruguay, not from talking about your dad, right? Oh, so yeah, they they uh, it's kind of a my own oh, that's podca- right. my own podcast that I um, um I'm hoping to do at some point. Uh, but basically, it's my my dad's immigration story from Uruguay to United States. It's kind of a crazy one, and um, it dives into you know immigration and uh, I mean, it, look, I all I've done is interview my dad for about five hours, so I've I've that's as as far as I've gotten. So um, it's kind of been a, uh, I've been more concerned with, you know, my, my getting my feet under me and with Tenderfoot and uh, making sure that I'm, I'm, I'm working with them. And so whenever that happens, uh, the time will come and I'm sure it'll be great. No. Yeah. We'll be waiting for it for sure. <sighs> Speaking of waiting, what? it's been a long wait. Oh, for the for Sunday, Sunday, yeah, no kidding. The, the we have six days, less than six mm-hmm. days, right? Because it's three, three. Is it three o'clock kick? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're going right? Or no, that's next week. Sorry, you're going next week, or is it two weeks? No, when's, I'll be going in a home opener. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit, yeah, it's um, yeah, three o'clock on Sunday. That's coming up too quickly. I've completely lost track of time. And, and I'm days and to be able to watch a damn game, man. I mean, just I've missed every one of these preseason matches and haven't been able to get it pulled up on a stream. And half of them, I heard the quality's shit to begin with. So, um, yeah, it'll be nice to actually watch a game in new, different seats for me. So it'll be the. Where are you guys at now? We moved up to second level. So okay. we were in 104 and now we're up at, I forget where, 215 or something like that. We just wanted to kind of get a better view of the field from where we were. Um, those corners are tough with the stadium, especially yeah. like in the lower level because that like inside the six yard box, the full like whatever half of the field you're on, you can't see anything to that back touch line. So just going up there will help kind of see things from a different perspective. So yeah, excited about it. Yeah. Um, Clayton Poss is asking about uh, Almeida on Sunday. Um, there's apparently a visa issue, I guess, or a green card issue that's going on. Is that right? It's uh, like Almeida and a couple other guys, I think, are they're trying to go through the green card process with a couple of them. 
Um, I, that does make more sense that Almeida is a visa issue and not a green card issue. It's going to be real tough because he was guilty of all those crimes. So I don't know how it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think you can do that if you're a felon from what I've heard. And yeah. from everything I've heard from the court of public opinion, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it was uh, Ibarra too. Uh, Ibarra is one of the ones with the, uh, I think, the green card issue, or isn't not green so, card issue. Isn't but Sosa also uh, dealing with something? Yeah, I think I think Sosa. I, I'm pretty sure those two are green card. I would imagine they've been here for. Oh a while. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, Ibarra and Sosa, but yeah, those were the two, and then Tiago Almeida is is the one that I think is dealing with visa issues, which is interesting because he played in the preseason match. Well, I guess that was in Mexico, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, down against um, uh, Chivas. Yeah, where we got spanked. Mm-hmm. Which Eric, do you do you take anything from those preseason games and those? No. We talked about that last week. Yeah, we feel the same. I, I I always. I mean, they could have won a hundred to nothing. They could have lost a hundred to nothing. I honestly, it didn't really matter to me what what ha- as long as no one's got hurt. No one got hurt. That's really all that mattered. Um, that's really what I worry about with preseason. I, I, I'm not. I, I will say that I'm not. Uh, I'm not thrilled at how preseason has gone. Uh, you know, if you had told me if I was more or less optimistic, bef- you know, after all this all preseason, I'm 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 definitely not more optimistic. Uh, I think there's still a lot of things to prove from this team, um, and so I'm I'm hoping that. But I wouldn't have taken much stock into like massive success in the preseason anyway. So I, I I guess that's the one thing I can take away. But at the same time, I'm not you know it's not like I'm I've gone overboard and you know it, it's. A, going to be a, a terrible season because of that um uh, you know i'll give it like the first five games to kind of see what kind of trends we see what kind of things that and if they lose more than three pineda out <laughs> all right <laughs> i mean it's I the only way this yeah. is the way yeah like i said i feel like I pineda, said the line at 18 18 games and then he gives his resignation resignation is that what i yeah, said yeah, last week? i think yeah. so <laughs> i feel like pineda is probably here to stay for for a while until yeah, like well, he wants we'll to leave see. We'll see. Until Brian Schmetzer retires and he goes back to Seattle. We'll see how long the hashtags last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Clayton Possing, he, uh, he said, I have no idea how visas work, but how is this an issue when we know he's coming? Yeah, I don't. I think back, I, I think Liverpool had a player that plays for Union Berlin now. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like Taiwo uh, Ayanwi or uh, whatever. We signed him. Is, and, sorry, is the visa issue for Al- Almada? Yeah, it is. Almada? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think you actually have to like have a job. You have to like, you have to like uh, officially have saying? a job. You don't know if he's going to start or not. No, what I'm saying is that I, if he's not, <laughs> if he's not, <laughs> if he's not signed with the team, he doesn't yeah. officially have a job in the United States. Correct? No. Look, I'm, I'm, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but that's that would be my assumption from what I've heard about other experiences is that you actually have to have a job to get a visa. That's why we started running ads on the show. Someone's got to sponsor you. And so if no one is actually sponsoring you, (laughs) as in he doesn't have a, he's not actually with the team yet, then you can't actually start that process. You can get as much paperwork as you want, but you can't file the file the paperwork until all that's official. So I think that's probably why everyone, everyone freaks out about, well, if we knew it was coming, why, you know, why is it taking this long or why hasn't it already been done? It's because it's not official yet until he actually signs the team and actually, you know, gets that process kind of going, you know? Yeah. Like I said, that's why we started ads and so that we can be promoted by somebody and here's Dan still not here. So yeah, maybe we'll get a podcast visa. So we get Dan back over, uh, over stateside. But a couple of weeks now (laughs) since we started running those ads, you wonder why here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, 
So we're potentially missing three. I, I would say Ibarra at this point is going to be a crucial piece to the season, right? Like it, him being healthy, him being a, a strong defensive midfielder. I think I'm excited to have him under the tutelage of Ozzy Alonso. I think that's a, I think that's a good fit. And but you're talking about him, Santi, and, and then Tiago Almeida, who's supposed to be like, you know, our creator that we brought in. Yeah. I don't know. Creator. And- yeah. yeah, I don't know what to think about Sunday. Um, you got to think, though. I mean, Eric, to your point about not putting a whole lot of stock in these games, I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into any player who's only had a couple of games with the team one way or the other to make an opinion, much less a team that's only had a couple of games working together. And it's like every week they've got a new piece and uh, a new adjustment to make in the lineup that these guys are trying to figure out how to play together. So, um you know, I, I mean, just this week we signed Dwyer officially two years, two year contract. Is that what I heard? Yeah, yep. I, I think so. Yeah, Dom Dwyer, just big signings. Yeah, <laughs> we're just snapping them up. <laughs> I actually like that signing. I, I do too. I, I, but he, I, I, I mean, I wasn't like the most avid Orlando fan, but when I did, or Dom Dwyer fan to begin with, but when I did see him, it seems like he is more suited to play play in the same sort of style as Joseph Martinez. Than like say an Adam John would. Yeah, no, I think it's so. Uh, I, I, it's I think it's a good. I'm not saying he's the the best second option, but um, if you can find someone, probably that, the best second option that Atlanta's had as a backup in, in a while. Yeah, in a while, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's speaking to his ability or our inability exactly. to really have that back. It's our inability. Yeah, I mean, we'll settle, I, we'll settle I, that right now. It's our inability. I think the I think <laughs> our best backup striker we ever had is Eric Eric's favorite player, uh, Tito Vialba, uh, who duh. wasn't even a striker really. Uh, Kenwin we, Jones, my friend, Kenwin Jones. <laughs> that backflip was all you needed. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I very, I'm very. Um, I don't know the stock market term. Would it be bullish? On Dom yeah. Dwyer, yeah. yeah, I'm very bullish on Dom Dwyer. I um, because I can't imagine he's coming in, um, on, if he on a big if he, salary, right? He's not going to be commanding that much money on the salary cap, and he's, I mean, it's found. I feel like it's found money, right? Because he seems like damaged goods in the and in, in the league, the way that he's bounced around the past couple of years. Well, I think he probably knows that you know his he's probably at, toward the end of his career, and he's just trying to find places to play at this point. So, I mean, I, but I, I just, I, I just like the fact that he's got, a, a, he seems to have a similar attitude to Joseph in terms of, you know, getting to the ball scoring. Um, and it, it just seems to be a good fit for what this team is looking to do. Like uh, it, it was always weird to me that, you know, you would sub in, you would sub out Joseph and put someone in that either clearly did not fit what Joseph did. And so you had to basically reassign, the mindset of the team, uh, you know, 65, 70 minutes in, whatever it was. Um, and just thinking of like in Kubo Torres's case. And then before that, Adam John, like it was it, in Kenwin Jones before that, like it was, yeah. it was just weird. You were completely switching the, the, the style of play from this entire team. So it's nice to see that at least Dom Dwyer can kind of keep that same sort of, uh, attacking mindset in the final third. Um, and just generally in transition. I mean, I, I know he's not the youngest uh, player of all time, but at least he, he I, I feel like he could probably still do what he did uh, with Orlando for for a good bit. Well, you don't need him to do a whole lot, right? You I don't. Mean, no, you're not expecting him to come in and score 30 goals in a season. You know, if he's coming, he comes in, he's serviceable. God forbid, it, Joseph has injuries. At least you give him some 
resting time throughout the season to where he's not as susceptible to them. Um, and he scores a handful and puts you in some positions to win some games, draw some games, or at least just hang on to him. I think that's all I, you I really need out of him. You know, he's, he's the best version of Atlanta subbing someone subbing out Joseph Martinez, 70, 75 minutes in, yep. Uh, and you're able because before it seemed like okay once Joseph's out, all right we're just kind of holding, holding on at this point for the most yeah. part. Now with Dom Dwyer, at least based off his history, um, you know we won't really see what he is until he's actually playing with Atlanta United and determine what kind of minutes he actually gets. But it seems now it's like okay well now there's an opportunity here where we can put the game away maybe in the first five, 10 minutes that he comes in, whatever. But it, you, you don't automatically think, okay, well, now we got to lock it in. It's more like, okay, well, let's, let's, you know, I wouldn't call him our human victory cigar, but it's, it's, that's an interesting uh, moniker to give him. It, well, no, I wouldn't call him that, but it's, and maybe that's just a bad even phrasing from my part, but um, you don't lose that step. You lose a little bit, obviously, because it's not Joseph. But you don't lose as much as you would in with with anyone else we've had to replace Joseph. Uh, you know, over the seasons. Oh, I'm backstage. That's why I can't pin uh, comments. You that can't pin sense. comments. Oh, gotcha. don't bring me in because it'll. Give what are you me, trying uh, to do with that, uh, Adam John? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think Will Balron had a good point, which was that it's been since 2019 since Dom Dwyer scored in the MLS, but he also hasn't really been playing in the MLS or having. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, I wonder how much, how many minutes he's had over the past two years um, because he's been kind of playing backup everywhere he's been. So, um, but yeah, in in Toronto, he played 14, he played 14 games last year in Toronto. Um, And then the year before, he only played two games for Orlando. I don't think he, I don't know if he was battling injury, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's also I cold. mean, expe- expectations are low, so I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, he's got. I feel like that on, only helps his case, maybe, because there are low expectations. I think. How old is he anyway? Thirty-two, I think. I mean, he could 31. still play. Yeah, he could still. Yeah, I mean, he could still play for a good three, four years. Maybe he. Maybe this is an opportunity for him to kind of help resurrect his stock a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, we see guys. I, I, there's, there's a million reasons why. Uh, I mean, Toronto is one of the worst teams in the league last year. There's a million reasons why a, a guy like Dom Dwyer wouldn't be able to score uh, yeah. over the course of 14 games. That's a great um, I mean, it, it could be that the the he just doesn't have the right people around him. Yeah. It could be no, as simple fair. as that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that for all the talent on that roster, they seemed definitely like a big dumpster fire last year, Toronto. So we'll any, see how they do this year, which is interesting. With, about that for Atlanta, with the amount of firepower that they have on paper this year coming into this season, and, I don't think so. I I, I tended I, I tend to think that like the them building continuity last year towards the end of the year, them bringing in new guys, Pineda having a little bit of a say maybe in some of the recruitment and just being able to um, I don't know get get a preseason under his belt with these guys and some of those guys from last year were. You know, it's their no first pre- season MLS. No preseason matches against MLS opponents, which is this the first year that we haven't had at least one? I don't know. Do we ever play MLS? Oh, teams? I guess most no. of the time it's just the expansion teams that are no, coming sometimes we do. Next year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess so. Like yeah, Nashville. Nashville yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That was a year before they joined MLS, right, but right. yeah. Um, I would have loved to see a Charlotte preseason game. 
Yeah, I don't know if Charlotte can afford to uh, <laughs> risk the players that they that's have. A, a Surprised they're even if they're even playing preseason. That talk about a dumpster fire it was interesting. I don't know if you guys saw, but they, I think it was all the MLSsoccer.com, um, like the big guys, the big pundits that were giving their predictions on how to, like what sh- where Charlotte would finish. Everybody but one of them, and I'm trying to remember who it was, had them finishing last in the East. One one guy them, said, them was one, <laughs> one guy said Cincinnati's going to be worse, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that he's wrong. No. Yeah, I don't know that he's wrong about that. Um, so you're not feeling great going into the season, Eric? Uh, it, it's I just I don't know what to expect. Like I can tell you, I mean, I, I'm sure we're going to be fine. I, I, I'm, I think at the very least you're looking at a season where Atlanta's probably just based off off the players it has, with the players that, that are coming in, um, that maybe it's a, uh, like a middle of the road type of season. Uh, but there's a ton of opportunity for, there's still a lot of opportunity to, to prove that this season could go differently. I, I again, I'm only basing that off of the, like the two preseason games I've watched. And I wouldn't even take that much stock in that. I I'm waiting to see what like the first five games look like. Um, and, and then kind of make a judgment based off that. I, I, what my only real hope is that this team gets away from this mindset of, we got to feed Joseph the ball to score goals. If we can get, if we can get out of that mindset, if we can find a way to, to not uh, force ourselves to essentially only be a, atta- only be dangerous when we're, we're in transition. I'm, I'd be ecstatic. I really That's that- not to say though, not to say that I don't want them. I would rather them be flying up and down the field. I'd rather them yeah. be in transition as often as possible. Uh, but it seemed as though the last, especially last year, it just seemed as though that playing in transition just is not a thing at the moment uh, for Atlanta United. So if we can get out of that mindset to some degree so that you're not just focusing on um getting Joseph the ball as close to goal as possible or as fast to goal as possible. Um, and we can actually build something out of the back and we can actually, uh, you know, dominate the middle of the field that we can actually, you know, penetrate, a, a, you know, a final third that's stacked or that's, that's that where the team is just kind of packed in. That's, that's where that land has always struggled um, as long as they've been in existence. So, and I mean, most teams do struggle, but, it seems to have been taken a, a a larger toll on Atlanta United than than most teams that I've watched at least. And so, if we can get out of that mindset where we're just where it's all dependent on how well Joseph does, I'd be very happy. That doesn't sound like exciting soccer to me. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Uh, you know, I think to your point, though. I mean. I think that the team has gone through a couple of successive years of not being able to depend on that and seeing how you live and die by that tactic whenever Joseph isn't healthy and how, again, just how injury prone he's been over the past couple of years. I think that they have to approach the season and the tactics in a different way. And I think that's why they've brought in some of the pieces that they have where it's not so contingent on getting the ball to Joseph. Now, what those pieces do and hopefully they reconcile is the inability for other players in the past who, if they're not distributing to Joseph and they're in a scoring opportunity, they don't know what to do with the ball. And so that's what I'm hoping for, because I think that in years past, there's been those moments where Barco or um, Pitti Martinez or, you know, any number of guys could have 
capitalized on some opportunities up top and they just wouldn't for whatever reason. And I think that you're starting to see that with players like Aruju come in and want to put his stamp on this team and on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so I think that you're starting to see that tide change in the lineup a little bit more. And I think that's a direct relation to what's happened in 2019, 2020. And um, I think it started to change a little bit last year. Yeah. I th- uh- I think Arojo is our best scoring threat that we've yeah. had, uh, secondary scoring threat that we've had since Miggy. I agree. And I, I think he completely changes the dynamic of, and I think he kind of lends, uh, lends himself to the way that Eric is hoping that the season pans out because I, in his limited time last year, he looked like he had the potential to be an MLS MVP. Honestly, I, I he's get a full season under that guy's belt with the whole, with the team and just being, I mean, just the longevity of the season to, to just rack up the highlights. That guy's a, like a dribbling highlight reel. Yeah. Like he really, like yeah. it's crazy that some of the shit that he pulled off last year. Yeah. Um, just getting him more comfortable in the system with the other players and just he's just such an aggressive player too, yeah. which I think we've missed because you know Penny Martinez for all of the skill and talent he had. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't think anyone would argue that it really showed his excellence or South American player of the year, or however you want to say it. I'm not saying that he's a bad player. However, he he would certainly didn't play his best under Atlanta United, and I think some of that was his uh, reluctancy to play very aggressive on the ball and take players on and, and play physically. And that's some of the frustration I've had with some of the South American players that have come through Atlanta, where you know we saw that with. Um, uh, starts with an A, went to DC United. Yamil um, Assad. Yeah, yeah. You saw that with Assad early on, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's so quick to, to go down. Barco early on, so quick to go down. Pity Martinez, very similar. Aruju, none of that shit. Just running. It, like it doesn't seem train. like you get, it doesn't seem like you get a lot of that out of Almeida either. Yeah, yeah. My so, honestly, my hope for him is that I I don't even want him to have a like a like a Almiron type of relationship with Joseph. I want him to have just a have a Gressel. Yeah, relationship exactly. with Joseph. Exactly. exactly. It doesn't need to be anything super fancy. Just, I feel like it could end up being something along the lines of, uh, um, of what Almiron and Joseph had. But reading, <laughs> I was reading uh, Tiro's article on on Dirty South Soccer about Almeida, and I'm just like, it just, it just seems like we just picked up a a better version of pity. And I don't know how how excited I'm supposed to feel about it. That's that's what it made. That's what that article made me feel. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm not prejudging the guy. Uh, and but at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, if, if that's what you're telling me, Kyoto, then you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm definitely gonna reserve judgment for when I actually watch him play uh, with Atlanta United with this specific set of players, and even uh, more so once uh, you know Moreno's back. Once um, you've got all the pieces, you know, for the starting eleven that you really want moving forward. Uh, that's when I'll look at him and think, okay, well, how does he actually fit with this group of players? How does he actually, you know, how does how does how does it look like he's adapting? How does he progress? How does how does you know how does he contribute? Um, but I I can't get excited for a you know a pity plus. I guess I yeah. don't know. I'm not excited for a stat sheet. Not not I, I'm I, I, I'm excited about the potential, but. It's just like a like a I'm gonna wait and see. It's kind of like yeah. a hesitant. I, that's uh, the first time cautious, I've, cautious, uh, cautious optimism, yeah. cautiously optimistic. I think that's the first time I've heard reserve judgment and Tiago Almeida's name in the same sentence <laughs> since he got here. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. 
I hope I hope I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get what you did there. <laughs> I get that's I get why, what you that's did why there. I, I got you. Yeah. Seems good. seems iffy. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. Seems seems iffy. <laughs> I'm suspect on the stats. It seems honestly. sus. It seems sus. Yeah. I've never played that game. Uh, have you? Uh, what is it called? Among Us. Among Us, yeah. No. yeah. Mario Strikers is coming out. Is it really? The version of Mario Strikers. I'm very excited yeah. about that. Me too. The GameCube version was I so good. It looks awesome. It was so good. Up to eight players. It's a good number. <sighs> I'm going to have to buy a Switch, aren't I? Well, that's going to be... <laughs> that's good. Get, get, the, get that Switch light, baby. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm excited. And you can make uh, clubs and stuff, too, where you can oh, like, nice. play with people online and everything and like have a leaderboard online for oh, teams shit. and stuff. Yeah. It, they're, they're taking parts of FIFA and infusing it into... This episode is brought to you by Nintendo Switch. <laughs> 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 I, wish, I wish we can get a coupon code for a Switch. Mm. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Um, Matt Wisniewski says, Almeida seems very similar to Moreno. Both are best centrally. Um, I've, I think that we started to see more consistency from Moreno towards the end of last year, right? Maybe getting back past his yips that he had in the beginning of the year. Yeah. I really, I, I rate Marcelino Moreno as a player on this team. I, I think that he, I don't know. I love how hard that guy works. Yeah. And, and you talk about aggression. I think he's got very underrated level of aggression because I yeah. think he goes for goal a lot. He yeah. tries to create. Um, he just works his socks off. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be as much of the, I don't want to say diva. He, he just doesn't see, he just seems to be a worker on the field. Like he doesn't seem to be like just the way he carries himself and everything else. But I will say that his performance is a little back and forth. Like I don't think that he's, I'd be hard pressed to find a run of three games where he's consistently played well. Does that make sense? Like, no, it does. He, he certainly has great games, but I don't know that he's strung them together in more than just one or two matches over the run of his tenure over the past, what, year and a half? I think his drop-off, though, in those games where he hasn't played very well doesn't drop that low. That's I think true. he's pretty consistent, and then when you get those good games, they're just spikes, but yeah. everything else is just kind of like, you know... It, I'm I'm comparing it to Barco, where you Barco would sometimes disappear for for some games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Moreno does not, like he, he did during he, the he playoffs does. against NYCFC. Barco is just non-existent. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got just, a he's much, just consistent. Yeah. yeah, he's got a much higher floor, right? Yeah, exactly. Than than that yeah, of that say Pity Martinez, whereas granted, they're both of them. Whenever they're down, trot. I would love to have skying it into the. I would have loved to see Pity hit a shot across the floor. His was always outside oh, that's of the upper yeah. deck. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I I do tend to like uh, Stephen Perella saying I like him as the 10 and get why he replaced Miggy at Lanus. I, I tend to like him whenever he's playing centrally too. I don't necessarily love whenever he gets put on the wings. Um, I think he seems a little uncomfortable over there. But um, we asked, I wanted to get your guys' opinion. What I guess we're kind of early but hold on. What, do we think the SGs like boo Almeida when he gets on the field? Oh, I don't know. Will Balron is kind of poking fun at, at, no. at the SGs. They, 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 the only thing they want to do is make, I don't know. Uh, never mind. I think we've already talked about it enough. I think we're good. <laughs> okay. I just want to make a TIFO. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're good. 
<laughs> the, the Grudge Judy, the Judge the Judy Tifa. Grudge Judy, I love it. <laughs> the Grudge Judy, it's a, it's a poster of the Grudge, but it's Judge Judy. <laughs> You haven't. Dude, that was part yeah, of the those uh, fake movie, uh, uh, so those great, fake yeah. movie covers. Um, um, but yeah, I just want to see Judge Judy with the TIFO come out. <sighs> yeah, now Meta comes out. <sighs> um, yeah, Will Bowron poking fun at uh, the SGs, saying, "We in the SGs shall judge him unreservedly." <laughs> <laughs> grudge, Grudge Judy. Um, Edgar Hernandez in the trap saying, "Thank you for existing." You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) Sometimes easier said than done, but you're welcome. I don't know what other response to have. Hey, guys, we did it. We did it. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? (laughs) Uh, We got to talk about the kit release. Oh, shit. Yeah, we really didn't touch on it. Um, I don't love – I would have loved just the tessellation. You hate everything from the waist down? I actually don't mind the white shorts. Really? I think it looks terrible with the kit. I think they should have been dark green. I don't know how much of a say we've had in that, though. I like the... Um, first of all, I will say, I've been in Atlanta for 12 years. I've yeah. never once heard it referred to the city really? of the forest. I've yeah, heard it. I've, I've lived here all my life, and when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's new. I mean, I have... Where's the forest? <laughs> it was my question. Where's the forest? All you gotta do is look out of any office building. No, and, for sure. Yeah. I've always... like. I've always In Atlanta? Been, yeah. yeah. I've always remarked what? on that whenever I'm flying into the city. Same with Dallas. Like flying to Dallas and Atlanta, like they look the exact same. It's just yeah. a big metropolis with tons of yeah. trees around. Yeah. I get that, but like I've never heard the city referred to as Really? ATL? Sure. Atlanta? Sure. Hot Atlanta? I'm okay. sorry that Outcast doesn't have a song about <laughs> city, of, city the of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking trees, growing trees. I think you're on to something. <laughs> um yeah i just didn't so i would have liked the geometric pattern uh without the spray the uh, the ms uh paint spray paint between the lines what oh yeah the like little yeah like graphics or whatever yeah a little neon like the little neon pulse that's coming off of the lines i think it's a little much i think it would have been great if uh it would have been great if just get rid of the descriptor neon pulse i don't yeah i don't know what man to me it looked like (laughs) I, I guess I should I should give them a little more credit. It was like they went into Photoshop, got a really soft brush, expanded it, gave yeah. it like maybe like yeah, yeah just a really, really up to the feather. Yeah, exactly. Brush. And yeah. then just kind of like traced yeah. along yeah. The, the the tessellation. I don't know. Is that a tessellation? Oh, uh, I guess so. Um, I mean, it looks like a uh, abstract A is what I take out of it, but tessellation is probably oh. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I look it's at just, that. it's it's a like a triangular thing that looks like it's stacked geometric geometric patterns as it. They just took the working down. files from what the 1989 Holland team and yeah, changed the exactly, colors. That's exactly, what they did. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I think it's fine. Um, I think the main thing with complaining about it, I, I, I don't think we can. Are people? Too much. Hold on, hold on. I'm off of Twitter. Are people complaining about it now again? Oh yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, usual. Yeah. What do you think? Everybody's going to complain about everything, and everybody's still going to go out and buy it. Uh, as all evidenced by the fact that it set records for kit sales or kit pre-sales, as according to who was that? That was the Doug Roberson. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All I know is that one tweet exists. And I haven't been on Twitter very much for Atlanta United stuff in a long time, but one tweet does exist, and it's to say that green is not an Atlanta Atlanta United color. Really? That's the one tweet that exists out there. I know. I haven't looked, but I know. Well, it's, it's a good thing it's meant. So <laughs> it's um I I just think the complaining is 
I, I don't know. It's it seems like a kind of a moot point because it's a single entity league. The league owns the partnership with Adidas, right? I think there are certain like certain parameters. It could be a lot fucking worse. That's all I'm gonna say. I I, I like it. I think does it? Yeah. Does it sit at the top for me? No, but it certainly LAFC. sits above. A, it's on the middle top, it's top of middle. I think LAFC's kit's the best one. I, don't I meant care. for I, no, I know. Kits. Oh yeah, LAFC's is definitely there. Yeah, that's definitely takes the takes the cake for me this season. I do love that it's it's something different, but I no, that's fair. I mean, I yeah. I, I want I I don't know. It, it just seems like there's so much cooler things you can do with it with it with a jersey. It seems like, but it seems honestly, it seems like all teams these days are just super lazy, and they're just doing something that's that's standard or or something something that will appease the most people so that you can sell as many as you want, which fine. I get the point of that. But at the same time, like I, I also, you know, in a, in a different universe in a parallel dimension, I wish there was, I hope at least that there's a, just a, a, a single Atlanta United home kit. That's the staple. I mean, and it just lives there. As far as not being, that would make me happy for kits. Like you've got to admit, this has been like, if you look at the trajectory of the away kits, this is probably the most out of the box kit that Atlanta United. Yeah, had. for sure. You know, aside from wavy bacon and <laughs> that one went a little <laughs> too far in one direction. So I think that it's certainly like people that want them wavy to do bacon. something, do something that's unique and do something that's different. This is certainly along those lines without it just being a white kit or just being a red kit, you know? Um, so I, like I said, I, I like the, the new kit a good bit. Um, somebody, uh, Edgar Hernandez asked best Atlanta United away kit, peach kit. King peach. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Strawberries and concrete. No, I think, no. I think the, I think, yeah. King Peach and this would probably fall a second for me behind that. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think I'm partial to the con- strawberry concrete. I just hated just, the fit of it. Oh, that's fair. But we're not talking about the fit. We're talking about we you have oh, no yeah. idea what the city in the forest kit feels like yet. It fits like, right? That's true. Yeah. Could drop down to his worst because of that. Could be. Could be. Gosh, I hope they make it like three times too small just so it doesn't fit you. Specifically just so it doesn't fit you. And then you hate it. It's tough to find shirts that fit my arms anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I have to get them all tailored. I have to get up a little bit. I have to get XL in the arms and then just taper it down in the midsection. Yeah. Bring it down? Like towards your mouth. Towards your mouth. I'm so afraid I'm going to be just mouth breathing this thing. It's fine. It's not going to pick up your breathing. It's freaking me out. That's fine. We're going to switch back to the microphones. <sighs> I'll, I'll bring them back out. They're just lodged away in the... We had to do. put together this makeshift studio hands. in the dining room with... Because my daughter's hands. sleeping next to the my office and studio, whatever. That's and fine. There's no way it could contain Kevin. No. No, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified the entire time. I'm terrified. I, I think the only more nervous I've been recording was whenever we recorded Mouse of the South on air with Eric oh, a yeah. couple years ago. I was sweating bullets that entire show. <laughs> Those are the days doing live broadcasts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Um, Brittany Essen, they should have added small trees into the kit. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I, it could I have been the Portland. It could have been the same as Portland with the roses, but instead do trees. Well, what I was hoping was that they would integrate like 
the, like a tree, like the top of a tree, but then the, um, like the actual trunk would transition into like a railroad spike, like have something like that integrated on like the back collar or something like they did. Yeah, it's, too, the it's, too, it's too complicated for Adidas. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, I think so. Not too complicated for Larry Luke though. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. He, Next season, Larry Luke, you're on. I only hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our only hope. Creative director of AMB. No kidding. Larry Luke. Uh, I asked on Twitter earlier uh, predictions for the season. How many points will we end up with? Um, immediately, Christian Mills. 69. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? How did I know? Immediately with uh, Bill, <laughs> Bill and Ted's gift. Of, uh, if I you're know? really us, then what number are we thinking about right now? How did yeah, I know? 69, dudes. And then he, he qualified it by saying, I'm serious in parentheses. Well, how did I know? So he says 69 points. Elliot Beaven says uh, undefeated, but really his prediction is 60 points. Uh, Joey Haletto saying 55 points. It's Haletto, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gabe Laha saying 72 points. No um, chance. T-A-F-K-A. The artist, oh, the artist formerly known as the Prince of Soccer. Um, may you J nine, uh, saying eternal optimism, baby 70 and the shield, uh, Martinez with 25 and eight Araujo with 12 and 10 Almeida with seven and 17 <laughs> Moreno with eight and nine. Um, Andy Watkins saying 61 points, uh, egghead Greg with, uh, Greg triple G Greg Berhalter in, uh, the, uh, Avatar saying more than seven. Joe Johnstone saying 102 or bust. Uh, Jason Steve just says yes. <laughs> How many points are we going to get? Yes. Um, Taylor O'Brien saying whatever the number that will be three less than the first place for the supporter shield. I guess just setting setting themselves up for disappointment. Uh, non well, support, supporter shield winner never wins the uh, MLS Cup. So yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's Silver fair. lining. Maybe that's what they were going for there. Um, Non-chef, Flojo Cat saying all of them. Getting all of the points. Um, I don't know. I where did, where did we finish last year at? 51. 51. That's what I was just pulling up. I think that we have like a three-game improvement. I'll go with 60 points. I think. No, remember. I, okay, go ahead. Sorry. It's your opinion. <laughs> Sorry. I was about to hijack that. <laughs> All right, no, fuck you. You're an idiot. <laughs> That's fair. You don't know. That's fair. You don't know numbers too. Fuck you. Well, I just I remember the start of last season. How Thanks, bad Dad. It, how bad it was for was it like ten games that we lost or something like that, or uh, we were winless in ten or something like that. I'm like, that's not going to happen again. Surely not this year. I think it was. Yeah, but I we could be wrong. We didn't drop all those points, right? We had like six straight draws or some crazy. It was shit something like, like that. that. Yeah. 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 Um, us in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had um, Nashville had 18 draws last year. That's just mind blowing to me. Yeah, we had 12, which is not far off. But um, yeah, I don't know why. I say 60 points. I don't think that's. I don't think that's that bad. I think it's an improvement on last year. It sets us up to that would have been second place uh, to New England last year. Um, Or as their their new logo looks like, uh, Glasgow Rangers. uh, Have you looked at their new logo? No, I saw Chicago's. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. New England's new logo just reminds me of Rangers. Oh, at, yeah. At least the small true. icon does. I think the Chicago new logo is an improvement over that shit that they tried to trot out two years ago <laughs> or whatever that was. God, that was awful. That, yeah. It wasn't great. And um, yeah, I was going to say they got, no, Nashville got moved 
No, Nashville, Nashville got moved to the West last year, right? Or no, no, they're getting moved to the West this year. Look, guys, they're all that matters is right now we're in first based on the standings. Yeah. Because of alphabet. Hey, we also got U.S. <laughs> Open Cup this year too, right? The, what, three-time reigning champion? Yeah. <laughs> three time. Awesome. I was just we're thinking about that. I was like, awesome. I don't think we played in the last two years, so I think three we still are up. Three-time reigning champs. We got CCL uh, because of that, right? Uh, no, we do not have CCL. We don't have CCL this year? No. Uh, no, not this year. No. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Those, games already, those games have already started. Yeah, yeah. That's NYC right. was uh, they last shellacked week. whoever they played last week, right? Yeah, yeah. three time reigning champs, love it. Um, so yeah, as it stands right now in the East, you got Atlanta United in first, Charlotte in second, Chicago in third, Cincinnati in uh, Toronto down in fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Where they deserve to be, Bob Bradley coaching them. Orlando still doesn't make the cut. <laughs> Sitting in twelfth right now. So, where do you where do you see us finishing, Eric? In, in terms of points, what is your what is your projection? Um, you know, not even a week left uh, in preseason. Oh, I don't know. I, you know what? Now that I think of it, it's probably maybe a little bit better than yours, but we're right, right around that mark. Forever the optimist is nothing. I would not a term I would have used for for you, Eric. I, I mean, I just like I still I still need to see like everything together i feel like we haven't seen anything all we've seen is oh i guess tito's young. not on the team anymore you're probably pretty positive about <laughs> well, neither's, it now, right? neither, neither's barco so you know mm. that's true to go that's very true now i'm very excited now it's I'm time very, to bring back mccann i'm very excited about not having barco so we have one more i wish year. him nothing but the best but <sighs> i'm very excited he's not with atlanta anymore so we have one more year because we're gonna it's just like pd right like we're gonna spend a year with is it a coincidence that josh is no longer on miles of the south whenever P- barco gets traded <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him. I'll let him know. Um, we have a year to deal with, like fighting with people about Bar- the ghost of Barco, right? Because we did that for like a year after PD was gone, right? Like oh, everybody's yeah. just comparing stuff to. Oh, yeah. oh well, PD would have made that. PD would have. Yeah. We have to do that with Barco. Do we actually do that though? Uh, talk, or did you talk guys to do Parceros in the past five years? Okay, well they're on a different. They're in a different. They're on a different planet, man. Mm. It's called Columbia. Restricting their blood flow to their brain. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's blurring their vision. Yeah, I can promise you, Barco's plan. I mean, I think he even said it. Barco's plan was not to end up back in Argentina. I'm pretty sure Pity's plan was not to end up in Saudi Arabia. I think both of them were shooting for England. I don't think that's that far fetched or or a stretch to say. Uh, And both of them have have failed to make it to where whatever ultimate destination. Pity's that much closer to the World Cup now. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. P- Petey's one country. He's one so country sorry. removed from the World Cup. Yeah. That's true. He's practically playing in the World Cup. Hey, man, I I don't begrudge anybody for going and playing in Saudi Arabia or China or whatever, and just take the money. Paid. Especially not yeah, with that's these ultimately, prices, Am I right? <laughs> the money is ultimately what the career Trill, is, baby, is, is meant to accomplish. Everything else is is extra. <laughs> yeah. I think they pay you to pump gas in, in Saudi Arabia, right? <laughs> we That's why everybody just rides around in G-Wagons out there, just, oh. just guzzling gas. Um, where are you at, Kevin? So, wait, what'd you say, Eric, for points? Uh, like, what'd you say, 60? I like, I'm, I'll go like 65. Ooh. Um, I'll split the difference. I'll say 62. I mean, we're on the same ballpark. Yeah. We're all, we're all at least optimistic about the season. I, I say that with the reservation that I just need to see how everything kind of comes together over the course of like the first five games. And then also, I just don't know what all moves have been really made in the East to know 
much of anything as far as I mean, nobody saw New England coming out and doing what they did last year. So who knows, man? It's MLS. So so I will say which probably should benefit us if it's a parody league and true. We didn't do well last year. You know, statistically, you should at least make the playoffs. Do well. I this mean, year. you got you got both Charlotte and Chicago over there now, and Nashville's out of your back pocket. So, um, I'll take it. So you said 62. I will let. I'll, I'll have you guys know that in the past, let's see, two full seasons, I think only two teams have eclipsed sixty-five points or sixty. Uh, let's see, let's see. Last year we had New England at seventy-three, Colorado and Seattle both at 60 and 61. And then you go back to 2019 LAFC at 72 NYCFC at 64 and nobody else breached the 60 mark. So I just, I look at that run of 10 games and I know we didn't drop all the points, but we definitely didn't get nearly as many points as we could. And I just look at like, that's, that is unlikely to happen again. Uh, I think, I think that this year, hopefully at least optimistically with the full, with the full uh, preseason with Pineda and, and, you know, with everyone, at least with everyone you've got kind of forming the, the, the team that you're going to have over the course of the year, um, that, that, that stretch likely won't happen like that. I just, again, maybe just like three what, or four games, not 10. I just wonder how much spending is really taking place around the league this season, this off season. And if owners are hesitant to, with everything that's going on, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, that the market's a little, um, down lately as far as teams willing to go out and pay more for players. And Atlanta United hasn't really been hesitant to go out and get players to add to the lineup and spend some money to do so. So, you know, does that benefit a team that's willing to splash the cash, so to speak, this season? And Atlanta being one of those, like they were back in 2017, 2018, could be a really good year for them to capitalize on a down year in the league financially. Yeah, you only had, uh, I think, three marquee signings in the offseason between Almeida, Douglas Costa going to LA Galaxy, and then Zerdin Shakiri going to Chicago. I mean, Great Lakes Messi is going to tear shit up in Chicago. <laughs> so it's just going to dominate. Um, yeah, you're right, though. I, I don't know. I just... Now I I'm mean, even, and, let's, and let's be real. The unoptimistic uh, part of me also says, okay, well, this is a team in Atlanta United that has not done well in picking their 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 dps lately you've got yeah. barco what, what say what you will about barco but he did not pan out the way you wanted him to pan out um so good or bad it wasn't exactly what atlanta united wanted uh pity martinez for you know whatever at least for me obvious reasons um huge success exactly yeah. uh, Un- and so, unmitigated success <laughs> and so you've had all of the the you know the, the other signings that just have not panned out you know it's not like this team has a massively good track record of, of bringing in people that and that's what really worried me about Teodal's article is like if we're talking about least a, a I don't want to say slightly but a better version of, of of pity um well then what are we really to expect until until we've seen how it all kind of comes together for the season uh I I you know, yeah. I'm gonna change my number. I'm gonna say like 50 points. <laughs> I'm saying 42. Okay, cool. No, I talked myself into a worse season. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I really started to rate Petey Martinez at the end before he got transferred away. I felt like he started to turn a corner and started to play pretty well. So yeah, because he was hearing rumors and he had to get a contract signed. Yeah, it's um. I mean, let's let's be honest. The Saudi league, I think, is like a money laundering operation that they got going on. So I don't. 
I don't know. I don't know how much I buy into it. Um, Sunday, any, I have not kept up with SKC at all. Um, I've found it kind of hard to keep track of what's going on with the league. Um, anybody, I don't know shit about I feel like team. I feel like everyone should look at it as extended preseason. Now that it counts, just look at it as extended preseason for like the first five games. So it looks like they drew uh, Toronto in their preseason match this past weekend, and they lost to Phoenix Rising 2-1 um, last week, and then they drew Portland the beginning of February. So not a great preseason for them either. So it's anyone's guess, I think, that's, from that standpoint. That's, that's to be said, though, because we have no idea who they played. We have no idea if they even cared about playing their starters. Right, exactly. So it could be, it could be a big deal or it could be nothing. Exactly. Yeah, and to your point about transfers, it doesn't look like they brought in anybody. Um, anybody of note, Nikola Vujinovic from. Not even going to. They didn't. Not even going to try to pronounce that. Um, they still finished third last year in the West. Yeah, so because they got Peter like Vermees behind the helm. It's. Uh, it's. Yeah. Uh, I. I would. I would think that they're going to finish top of the or top half of the table or in the, in the playoff. Um, and the playoff stand or whatever. I can't fucking Look, think man, right it's, now. I can't talk it's right now. It's Atlanta United. It's almost uh, 9 o'clock. If I was a betting man bedtime. based on their track record with season openers, I would take the L and move on. <laughs> if we lose 4 to nothing, I think yeah. we know we're going to win the championship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When was the last That's time? It. Has Atlanta United won a season opener yet? I think they won last year, didn't they? No, maybe not last year. Was it last year? The season? It was it. I think it was the COVID season that they won. Twenty twenty. Oh, yeah, it was, it was Nashville. It was. That's right. it was up in Nashville. I think so. Was that the opener? I'm checking now. Was because Joseph uh, did Joseph tears ACL the first game or the second? I thought it was the second game. How far back is this going to let me scroll? Uh, Nashville was not the opener. Oh, yes, it was. And we won 2-1 in 20. Yeah, you're right, Tim. Yeah. Yep, and that was the ACL game. That was Emerson Heidman. Yeah, Golasso. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was... Where was that at? That was March, right? Or no, February 29th, 2020. Yeah. Predictions Sunday? Ooh, we got score predictions coming in already. Elliot Beaven saying four nothing Atlanta. Matt Wisniewski saying two one Atlanta. I, I just Brandy asked three one Atlanta. They're mm. your opinions, guys. I just don't know what you're basing this off of. Uh, yeah, that's all any of these <laughs> predictions ever are. Um, I have no idea. What you're unless you're me, on. we just don't pretend to think we or to say like to know what we're talking about, like like the betting podcasts or whatever, yeah. like the betting shows on ESPN. That's it. Or, Check out sports betting. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I still uh, am going to throw out a wager anyway and a prediction. I think it'll be low scoring as well. I'm thinking 1-0 Atlanta. Okay. I say 3 nothing. I say that we get the season started on a good note at home and we dominate. Who scored? Joseph. All right. What about you, Eric? I want 3-2. I want a back-and-forth affair. Joseph Hattrick. Wow. Yep. I'd love it. That's how we start the season and the hype train for that 2022 goes nuts. He scored a brace yesterday in yeah. Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh 
to which I forgot to point this out. Will Balron, who was there leading, uh, I think leading some of the chants. Man, dude had a megaphone in those yellow shirt faces. I saw <laughs> out front of the gates. He, um, he said that the, that Dom Dwyer was smirking or laughing whenever they were doing the, Oh fuck you Orlando chant. Yeah. So that, that bodes well. I think, I think we have a Justin Miram on our hands. Is it too late to, is it too late to go after Michaela Moore from New Zealand? <laughs> I mean, uh, come on. Three own goals? Yeah. <laughs> Is it too late? Good Lord. I don't know. We could, we, could, we could be trendsetters in MLS. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Defender of the year while also being offensive player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That is, God, that's rough. Uh, Richard Gordon, 2-1 Atlanta. Carlos Rangel, uh, 3-1, one goal, Joseph, and a Dwyer brace. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. What did you think? Uh, oh, yeah, Eric, you said 3-2. That's right. Uh, My, like, tr- truly, truly, what I what I hope to see, despite everything else, I hope that it's just flying back and forth. Like, it's 2017 all over again. I'd love it. That's love what it. I that, – that, I mean, I, I know it's, it's kind of a lot to ask, but those are just some of the most fun games. And I feel like yeah. we have not had a, a lot of fun matches – in the last few years, it's like to that level, maybe like stretches of games where we just played like that, where it was just like, my gosh, this is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think Araujo brings it up. Ooh, starting lineup prediction. Oh, this is kind of tough. I, I don't know. Well, Joseph up top. Players, you know. <laughs> half of the players in that lineup yesterday, I was like, who? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck this is. Yeah. Joseph, Joseph definitely up top. Araujo yeah. is playing up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Is Moreno healthy? I don't think. I, I think I remember Jason oh, Longshore right. saying that maybe they're hopeful that he plays, but if they were hopeful, like what two then days he's ago, not start. yesterday, yeah, he might be a sub starting. Yeah, Almada's not starting with all of his no, stuff. With the visa no. issue. Heinemann maybe because he's been practicing and stuff. <sighs> Given the nature of knee injuries, I wouldn't expect him to like. I would probably. I would probably not because you would have probably, him and Sosa, or you'd have Ozzy and Sosa probably in the mid, and you wouldn't need Heinemann there. Yeah, I like to see Ozzy start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I for Ozzie sure. I think Sosa he will be in the middle. Yeah, is Sosa? But is the green card issue? Are they going to miss because of the green card issue or no? I thought so. So I, okay. I thought I thought that Sosa oh, and Ibarra sure. were up I in the air because Sosa. of the green okay. card issue. Yeah. Um. Jeez, they might be. This is why I'm not very. <laughs> So no, Joseph, Araujo, <laughs> Ozzy. Um, I like to see George Campbell and Miles Robinson. Sadich. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a Miles given. Robinson. Yeah, George. I like that to be the. I mean, I don't know this. Guzman or Guzman. I'm trying to think. Are there other options right now? Guzan, Guzan, Guzman or Gootman? Is it Gootman or Guzan? That's the real question. <laughs> I think uh, Gootman goes on the left for sure. I will. I will say some. some left of side of the goal. <laughs> some of these younger, some of these younger players that are that you know are kind of, at least right now, kind of no names for Atlanta, and if they want to make a name for themselves, that's the game to do it. Yeah, like I, start I off your the stuff that happens early on gets remembered long into the season, and yeah, there's a there's yeah. a yeah there's a there's an opportunity there for these young kids to to really kind of make a mark and to, um, to really kind of cement themselves into like the, the consideration that they could start on a game to game basis. No, Do we point. just see the starting lineup from yesterday? Is that essentially what we're going to see? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's tough. It's, um, 
Because hold on, I'm trying to pull up the. It's tough because you have all these things that are in flux. The injury, I feel like the injury reports never completely accurate and forthcoming in MLS. It's kind of hard to keep up with this stuff sometimes. Um, so starting lineup yesterday was Joseph uh, Araujo, Tyler Wolf, uh, Joseto, Ozzy Alonso, Sadich, Ronald Hernandez, um, George Campbell, Miles Robinson, Gutman, and uh, Guzan. I actually think that's think our that's starting lineup. The lineup yeah. yeah. The, the Tyler Wolf The Tyler Wolf that might be that might be different. That might be the only one I could think of is probably Wolf and for Sadich. I mean, they both played yesterday. I don't know who you Like I said, some of those names on the bench I I had never even heard of before. I mean, Caleb Wiley is 17 years old. I think he's going to be no, the one that replaces Gutman. Yeah, I don't um, Richard Gordon asking who's next in line and goal. Um, that's Castanera from what I understand. I, I believe he is the second. I, I, I know we have, I know we have Guzan for a whole year and Bobby I'm, Shuttleworth. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that dude is, that dude is a, what do they call a guy that just goes around the league? Journeyman. Journeyman. Is. Yes. He is a journeyman MLSer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But good, good for him. He's just cashing paychecks left and yeah. right on different teams. Can't blame him. Uh, I I am hoping that there is an opportunity. I, I don't think this is going to be the mindset because I feel like that probably Guzan's the more experienced keeper out of everyone we got. I don't think it's all that you know uh, crazy to say, but I hope there's an opportunity at some point for to kind of develop someone else as a the stable for next year or whatever. Whenever Guzan's contract is up, which I think is up this year, right? If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for for someone a little bit because I think my, my toward the end of last year I was like, man, there were moments where I was just like, the athleticism in Guzan uh, is not what it once was, and no, you see some of the, you not. see some you see some other keepers, especially younger keepers, who are flying across that goal, and I'm like, that's what seems to be missing. Yeah, I think he's fine. Like he's 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 certainly our goalkeeper for this year, but I he he's he's approaching Howard level of. Um, uh, an inability to justify his salary, I think. Oh, for sure. That, I think yeah. that's my thing is that uh, regardless of his talents, I think that you can get somebody that's going to be just as serviceable with maybe a slight downgrade that isn't so detrimental that you can at least free up enough salary space to fill some other voids in the lineup that um, – a, a different keeper that can grow into the role over a couple of years is going to be. And that's what I think we're actually kind of flush with young players. If you, uh, I didn't realize Dylan Castanero is only 26. So he's the number two. And then we brought back Justin Garces, who I think is supposed to be our keeper of the future. Cause he was Academy player, went to UCLA. We brought him back, sent him on a homegrown deal. He's only 21 years old. I mean, played 57 games at UCLA seems to be uh, rated by the front office. So I think that he'll eventually probably between the sti- be between the sticks, but I don't know anything about Castanera. I think the overall general question I have about 2022 is if Miles Robinson leaves at the in the middle yeah. of the year. Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a big looming question. That yeah, he's the I, one. I, he's the one out of the entire roster that you could really see. No, I don't think anyone else is getting moved. Yeah, no, no one else. I don't feel like is getting moved, but he's the one. We're like, okay, well, that could make a massive difference. In much, the second half of the year, how much do you think World Cup's going to affect summer transfer window? Oh, that's a good point. Especially with him, if he's potentially playing. What do you think? Well, 
Do you think they just wait? Do you think all these teams wait until after the World I Cup? Know. I have no idea. I mean, because it's it's even weirder, right? Because right. it's in the winter, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Miles is going to be gone a decent amount in World Cup. <laughs> no, because I mean, Ma- well, Miles has been as consistent as any other is yeah. probably yeah. the most consistent Atlanta United player since since he's yeah. started starting. But right. so I don't think that anything he does in the World Cup is going to be you know detrimental to him. I think everyone knows what they've got out of him. No, absolutely. I think it's he's probably. I, I think if anyone, he's probably gone before 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 yeah. all that. He's probably gone midway through the year. Yeah. Or maybe at the very least, he signed something that says, "All right, I'm out of here at the end of the year." Yeah. No. All right. Anything else for tonight? No, I don't think so. Last show before the season. Yeah. We're officially in the 2022 season. Yep, it's officially started. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. Eric, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us tonight, yeah, man. man. Really appreciate it. Um, people want to find you across all the platforms. Where are they? Where can they find it? You can find me on Twitter at Eric G. Quintana, although I don't have it set to notify anymore, so, which is nice. I recommend it. So maybe you get me, maybe you don't. Um, find me on Facebook and then the podcast, MOTS podcast. And I think we're going to record our next episode on Wednesday with the great Pace and Nino. And that's it. That's all I got. That's exciting, man. Um, I know he's a great guy. Um, going to be a great addition to the show. Looking forward to hearing what you guys will do together. And hopefully we can get him on over here too sometime soon. Um, been a couple of years since we've seen him. So, yeah. Um, Cool. Thanks again, Eric. Really appreciate it. Like I said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out with us tonight. If you want to hang out with us after the show online, Tim, where can they find you at? You find me on Instagram at Tim Herb. Find me as well at the architect. That's at the underscore ARC number one T E C T collectively at home before dark. That's before spelled B in the number four. If you found us on YouTube, be sure to like subscribe, hit that bell icon to get a notification each and every time we go live and whatever podcatcher you found us on, be sure to hit a couple of stars, throw a review up there. We'll read them aloud on the show. We are coming up with some strategies this season for some fun stuff. Um, been a couple of years since we've been in person, been a couple of years since we've done any merch too. So keep an eye out for some stuff this season. Hopefully we can get something put together for the people. Um, no, we've had some requests for new scarf runs and shirts and stuff like that. So we'll get something put together here soon. Um, we always try to do some sort of a charity run. So we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Now. So uh, thank you guys so much. Love the hell out of you. Uh, you guys make this show what it is each and every week. And until next time, as always, be home before dark. See ya. credit card bill.